Fifteen seconds, and we are live. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the VR Crewcast podcast. Thank you ever so much for joining us. Look who we got in the middle, bang in the middle. Look. Hell yeah, dude! We got the game director from Supermassive Games currently working on Switchback VR, Alejandro. How you doing, man? Thank you for joining us. Hello, thank you for having me. It's an honor of you here. I'm on all of you. Mate, we're so excited to have you um, on the show uh, to talk about some VR and stuff. Um, also, let me introduce our, our normal guest. Uh, we got Wes from Virtual Strangers. How are you doing? Uh, I think you know how I'm doing. Like, I, I'm over <laughs> the moon right now. I've been so been looking forward to this all week, and uh, I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, so basically, today has probably been the worst free podcast show we've ever had. Like, everyone's trying to talk about switchback and it's like no stop <laughs> uh next up we got eric mash from qtc how you doing dude i'm doing so much better today than i was yesterday because i have my playstation vr2 has shipped you've got a bit of a story though that isn't the original psvr2 no yeah so the original one that i ordered in november has not shipped and it still shows that it's waiting but they have never they have re they returned my money to me in my account so i don't know what's happening with that the order that i placed at 4 a.m sunday morning so over saturday night i saw that my order had refunded the money back to my account so i just went in to playstation network you know and store and bought a new one through paypal and they took the money immediately and i just got a shipping like an hour ago shipping said it's it's shipped it's hopefully on its way be here wednesday i mean the only thing i've ever seen of that is normally when your bank thinks something dodgy is happening and they're like right we're going to stop that pro that transaction right but they usually tell you you know they're like hey you know there was a, a su suspicious thing we stopped it or even playstation would say your order was canceled because of it still shows that original order still shows that it's uh, it's all good and everything's fine so i may end up with two of them at one point i don't even know it's not a bad thing i'll work with it it's a 200 <laughs> 220 fov be oh yeah Incredible. You get one for you each eye you can put it on the on the wheel of D. I, oh, I thought about, I thought no about that. Way. We thought about we thought I thought about maybe doing like a giveaway or some something. I don't know. We'll 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 see. If I get two, we'll do something. That'd be insane. Uh, next up, we got Sadly Bradley with probably the best hat I've ever seen uh, in the world. How you doing, sir? Doing good. I'm wearing the hat, so I don't do this all the time because that drives people insane who, so, did, who does doing... it drive insane who when is when is this the thing <laughs> what happened i didn't know about that uh it's like free engagement on my channel if i don't wear a hat and i just do this i get like 200 comments of get a haircut so yeah <laughs> but that's that's good for the algorithm yeah it that's is. engagement i'm sorry i'm not doing it here i'm really sorry but yeah <laughs> do it if, if the numbers drop i'm gonna tell you to take the hat off stop I'm messing <laughs> and uh last but definitely not least is skiva from between realities how are you doing sir i'm fantastic i finally came inside when i got my shipment notification for psvr2 i've been camping out at my mailbox and i'll probably be there till like wednesday but i came in for this podcast so stoked <laughs> great day thank you for joining us i mean that is a there is so much hype at the moment there's so much hype um and i put out a little tweet this morning basically saying what an exciting time for the vr community as a whole i know there's some people who aren't interested there's some people who are against it but i think in general you gotta be happy about it you gotta be happy this is happening that sony have come back 
it's good for vr man just any kind of even if you're not into if you're like you're never going to touch a playstation vr2 you gotta be happy for vr i mean this how many messages how many people had like people were like you know what i've kind of lost it i had lost it for vr for the last six months or a year i kind of lost some of my passion and i'm excited now i'm back in i got a message from um somebody from the virtual strangers community his name is derail and um because he had the same thing happen to him with his playstation order so we were just kind of talking about it and he said i'm just super stoked i've been out of vr for over a year and i'm so excited wow. for playstation vr2 he's like you know what what he is telling me in these messages i mean he is super excited and you know that's this is a big gamer that games a lot flat but literally has lost his he had lost it but now he's like i can't wait that i thought i'm a bit speechless so thing is i know there has been a, there has been a lack of a lack of games um especially top tier games um for sure and i know like a lot of the titles on PSVR 2, the major- I guess the majority are games that you can play elsewhere. But like, for example, Enhanced Edition of Star Wars. You know? Like, I've just literally finished playing that. And I played the whole thing all over again because it looked so good. It was just like, wow. And I even quickly checked back to the Quest one and I was like, I probably got an extra 40 frames going on today. <laughs> it just... Yeah, it's just great. It's just um, I can't help but be happy about it. Thank you to uh, Mr. Snowtoad for again gifting five VR Crewcast memberships, dude. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you ever so much. I hope you like the logo. I will not be lazy and change everything to match up <laughs> soon. Um, it will be happening, guys. What uh, what's your most anticipated like game for PSVR two? What's what's the first game you want to play when you get it? <laughs> Come on, son. You already know. Because <laughs> my story is a lot like like your story, GT. We both kind of started on uh, on PSVR. And among the very first titles that I played on PSVR was Rush of Blood. And um, this was my go-to demo. I mean, beyond the, uh, the shark experience in PSVR worlds, I put my parents into Rush of Blood. I put my children into Rush of Blood. And it's been, seriously, and it's been... <laughs> It's been kind of a special time for us, you know, having this surprise announcement some, you know, whatever it was, six weeks, two months ago. Um, you, you know, my, my kids, they're in and out of VR. They're a little bit more grown now, um, but it kind of has a, a bit of a sentimental vibe uh, seeing that that we're not only going to uh, be getting, uh, moving into the next generation of PlayStation VR 2, but we're going to be starting this generation the same way that we started the last generation. And I'm very excited for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, Alejandro, man, <laughs> I've got to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to talk to you. You know what I mean? I, mean, I, I, hope, I hope I didn't cause any nightmares last week. No. Dude, I, I mean, wa- I want you to cause nightmares for me. I'm ready. <laughs> I think it, it was really cool. So I visit, for people who don't know, I visited the studio and played Switchback, and I never, I didn't realize we were the first like influences you've ever had. Yes. Um, and uh, and I think everyone was a bit like nervous, and the, and everyone was questioning who should be more nervous. It was a bit. It was it was crazy. The whole team was extremely nervous to be having you guys there. But it's the first time that as well we showed to the public the game that we've been working for nearly two years. And it was like, oh my God, if 
they don't like it, it's going to be horrible and it's not going to be nice. And we are going to be, you know, it, it was a massive like pull of nerve in, in the studio. Um, and we, we, we watched as well when you did the, the list. So we were even more anxious <laughs> to make sure that, you know, I, he needs to like it, he needs to like this, please, please. Testing the build. I remember coming on Friday, standing the whole whole day plus testing the video please let's let be no bugs no big bugs no crashes <laughs> no nothing you know i mean it's game development so we're still uh, heavy working on it uh, to make it everything perfect so, so let me ask you i mean what made the studio because i think you said this isn't sony funded this is developed by you and published by you i believe yes it is developed and published by by uh, us it's it, we've been having a lot of help from sony and they've been amazing partners uh from the beginning uh, and it's been incredible to be honest and it was uh it was when i joined they already talked to me about switchback and that was a concept idea it was not fully fleshed and i was a big fan of rush of blood again uh i remember buying psvr first day getting the vr worlds and you know rush of blood after that because roller coasters love roller coasters and horror come on that, that <laughs> was like i love horror i'm a big fan of horror games and horror in general and that was like oh my god this this is a, you know it was incredible so when i got the chance to do this i was like yeah why would i not do this uh it was a lot of pressure not gonna lie because i know for example he, you love rush of blood so it's how to do a game that kind of you know make sure that you're all happy and deliver a bit more than what you remember rush of blood to be I mean, you're kind of leading the charge as well with new hardware. So along with that comes new challenges and you've got to think of ways to make use of the new technology because yeah. I'm assuming that's why Sony came to you because they're like, we want this again, but in a, basically for the next generation headset. Exactly. So they got, they got, gave us the specs and they're like, cool, what can you do with this? Can you, you know, can you, what can you bring to, to us with that? And remember kind of like the first iterations, first ideas, the eye tracking because we didn't know exactly how that was going to work how can can we implement it it was all very fresh um I'm a bit i did play uh i mean i had a playstation 5 and i know haptics and adaptive triggers and i started thinking oh my god the guns need to feel so good with this uh the head rumble took me a while to get around mm -hmm. <laughs> like how's that gonna work how's that gonna feel because we didn't have anything but the, the tech specs so we started throwing ideas inside the team see how we can bring something there was kind of make it our own, you know, grab switchback, uh, grab pressure blood and cool. How can we elevate this with all these new features, but not like making the features feel like on top of it, but make it core to the whole experience. And that was our first uh, like mantra from the beginning. It needs to be, everything needs to feel like it is not possible outside uh, PlayStation VR 2. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love I love that mindset when we spoke about that, that basically you can only experience this on PlayStation VR 2. You, even, for example, even if you took the game somewhere else, it would only feel a certain way as it does on yeah. PSVR 2. So that's awesome. Can can you say how long you've been you've been developing? Like like did it take you a long time to, to get these features figured in and like you know doing the the face haptics and the and the eye tracking and things like that how long so we've been working for it for over now it'll be a year and a half a bit more than that oh. uh we started prototyping you know towards the end so hold on it's 2023 
So <laughs> it's the end of the, the year before. Um, so we did a lot of prototyping, a lot of tests, you know, and like what we call gameplay gyms, where you we played with this, we played with haptics, see what we can achieve, how much help can we push, did it work? It's not going to work. And of course, you know, it, it was, uh, we got a lot of support from Sony. We got massive support as well from Epic, uh, implementing all the features very quickly. Every time a new feature got polished, you know, we, we got it in and it was, it was great, to be honest. It was a lot of iteration, not going to lie, finding the right things because we got thousands of ideas, but which ones actually stick and which ones feel good is a different thing, you know. Uh, because you could have something, oh, that sounds like great, but then so they start playing, they don't feel that good, you know. So, <laughs> I mean, you could have, well, well, you could have probably just remastered the first one. That's kind of what went through my mind a little bit. Sorry, Wes, to cut you off. No, that, that was one of the things I was actually going to ask about. So uh, good on you. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, basically, uh, I think the what a lot of people are wondering is. Um, you know, everyone's super over the moon to get this expanded version of the first gen game that we love, you know, that, that that's an expansion in every way. Does this necessarily preclude it? And I know you can't re reveal anything, but does having switchback necessarily preclude us from ever having a, a remastered version of the original game? So to be honest, I, I cannot say because we've been so focused on doing this uh, switchback from the beginning. Like we had no other thoughts at all. We did have, um, again, this is kind of like the spiritual, spiritual successor of, of Russian Blood for us. And we had that as a base always, you know, looking into references, making sure that we hit what Russian Blood did hit. But as I said before, kind of tried to push a tiny bit more that Russian Blood if we could. Um, so the future who knows but right now it's we're just doing uh switchback i have a question if i may yeah. um what's it like developing so like psvr2 is advertising itself as like the first hdr headset mm -hmm. what's like what's the development like for doing that do you, you guys have to use like hdr monitors like how, how do you plan ahead for that it, we kind of basically encountered the issues of while well, we were kind of developing things but yes we had to so our lighting artists have specific monitors to make sure we get exactly the same type of lighting we get exactly the same time of you know visual quality that we get on the on the on the on the headset but it was kind of until we kind of put the headset on and we're like ah that's exactly not the same we should you know go and try to find this out um again it was because we were working very close with sony and uh we were it was kind of interesting to get that uh kind of working uh, i was going to say because i mean one of the things the best things about psvr2 is the blacks the blacks and the vibrant colors are absolutely superb and i did mess around with the colors on my video i spent quite <coughs> a while messing around with them to try and make it pop in a way that it does in the headset it's very difficult to do but um yeah, I wanted you to explain about the content of the game and every level is different. Yes. So we wanted to create that every level that we created was unique and different. We have different themes, as you know, some inspired on Madame Madame, Little Hope, 
House of Ashes, that would mean. But they all have a strong thing. For example, we have Manamadami. If you haven't played, it's more about a ghost story. So we try to kind of embrace that on every level on that theme needed to feel unique and, you know, extremely different from the next level of the same theme. Um, and what we did as well. So to make it more personal to you, we call, you know, your whole nightmare. Um, we use, so Russian Blood had a bit of branching on the levels, which was great. So we always set up like every level needed to have at least two, sometimes three branches and uniques every time you take a branch it's completely different one might be a roller coaster more the other one might be horror or the other one might be super action you know and that was very important but not only that like using for example there's a point where you enter a house and we use the eye tracking if you look this way you might see some things moving but then you didn't look on the other way so you didn't know what happened in that section mm -hmm. or maybe you'll blink on this corridor so that it's all full of blood but if you didn't blink, then that would not happen. So there is a lot of little things like this that you have to play a replay, hopefully, uh, to get that element as well in there. But not only that, we hide a lot of secrets. This is kind of like an average playthrough, but then we we hear like there's trophies around, there's references and Easter eggs about a lot of things. I think we all love horror. So, you know, we try to do the best we can with that. But as well, we have, we wanted to make it the experience that to feel like you're there. So I think you experienced that grace when you could shoot basically everything you can see that it's shootable and destructible, not only targets, but you can destroy glasses, uh, uh, bottles, maybe boxes, and some of them have a special marking. Those will give you more points. So how you play, how you discover those is down to you. So you can, there's kind of a bit of, it's for everyone. If you are in for the horror, you'll get the horror. If you're in for the action, you will find the action that you need. And you are there for the high score and get amazing scores. You can do that too. Yeah, I really like the idea that when you, you basically, we was in like a cinema studio and because of the soundproofing, if you did speak, it was pretty loud kind of thing. So we had to be very quiet. And I, it, Alejandro called me in and I watched Mike play and I was like, what levels is this? He went, oh, this is the level you just played. I was like, it doesn't look anything the same. <laughs> oh, so it was just completely different. And he sort of, that's when he said to me, oh, that's because there was a bit with like, was it mirrors? And the guys yes, come mirror. through. Yeah, I basically triggered different things or didn't trigger different things that he did. Um, yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was, um, it sounds like so much effort has gone into this. It could have been a very, straightforward roller coaster horror shooter and i'm not saying people would have complained about it i think a lot of people uh would have been very excited just to see uh russia blood and switch back as it as it as i as i imagined it was going to be but playing it made me realize it was actually a lot more um so yeah man yeah I'm there's a meat tunnel for god's sakes who what game has a meat tunnel <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that was it's fuck, a meat the that was meat so tunnel. messed up i was like oh, what is man. this bit and i just it was really strange. It literally is like, <laughs> I kind of think of a roller coaster. It's like a nightmare, basically. It's like they're trying to take you for a roller coaster nightmare of a game. Yes. And, um, you know, it, we tried to explore that nightmare kind of to the maximum. So you might see a ship completely open, or you might go to the deeps of a cave and where suddenly everything is falling on top of you. So it's trying to, you know, do crazy stuff as much as we can. And you know, that mid tunnel has lovely hands that kind of with the head rumble, 
you might feel them as well, which is lovely. It was crazy. <laughs> and uh, it was 10. Uh, let, go on, Eric. What's happened? Yeah. Eric's... Freaking Brad, Brad in chat. Go on. He, he says, you know who else has a meat tunnel? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> my mom. <laughs> no, well, we got guests. Oh, my God. I'm so I couldn't, sorry. I couldn't I'm hold so it in. sorry. I ruined the entire oh. game for everyone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it just brought in a new meaning of it, of the uh, of the level. <laughs> Art is mm, perspective. Give me, give me ideas. There you go. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so we do we do we do have ten levels on the game. Um, we try to more or less an average of the time. If you do not die, we're trying to aim from fifteen to twenty minutes per level. If we can, now of course, if you go for the challenge, we have diff different difficulties, uh, and that might take you longer. Or if you're very good, maybe a tiny bit shorter. Not much more. Not much shorter, but yes. So, so you mentioned uh, that there was no shortage of ideas as you were preparing to begin development for this. Uh, I've noticed in the chat a couple of times uh, people wondering, you know, assuming that the game does as well as we expect it to do, uh, might there be a possibility in the future of uh, 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 paid DLC? That is a possibility that we are kind of thinking, but right now, again, it's it's like all right. in we did create some um, some pre-order bonuses like the guns, different card bobbleheads. Again, it's all cosmetics and it's they're all lovely. And as soon as we finish this, we might, you know, who, who knows? Uh, you, you also mentioned a couple of times, and, and really through through every bit of content that I've consumed uh, around this game, it seems to be very heavily focused on uh, PlayStation VR 2's unique features, which help to build immersion, of course. Uh, a, a lot of people have been asking about the possibility that maybe at some point uh, you you all might incorporate uh, broadcasting telemetry data for those out there who have uh, motion simulators. Like for example, Gran Turismo. You if you have the equipment, you can you can uh, you can use a motion simulator to uh, to to really get the ultimate experience. Uh, is that something that that maybe you all might look at down the road? We haven't considered it yet, but I saw some videos of that and I was like, oh my God, I would love that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I mean, I will be crazy because again, having the special for custom would be the obvious, but right now we're not considering anything at the moment. Uh, I would buy a Yatu just yeah. for this yes. game alone. Yes. Yep. It's, it seemed it to me that like, like a lot of this, a lot of the trailers parts that I've seen so far, it seemed like you're out of the roller coaster a little bit more than the first game. Am I wrong? <laughs> No, 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 no. You are on the roller coaster all the time. You are in a cart. It's a very different cart than what you had in, in Russian Blood. It's more okay. themed. There is some cinematics in there, and we are telling very kind of intimate story. We're not hiding that, you know, you're about to die, and all this is a nightmare, and it's plagued by a demon. Let go. Let me see. <laughs> Played by Amelia Taylor, which is an amazing actress. Um and yeah, we we do have some bits and bobs on different places to kind of help you understand where you are and where you were before the accident. Um, and if you get out alive or not, is depending on how you play. And that's that's one of the things that we always wanted. You know, our pictures has been known by choices, and we wanted to make sure that we had that. We had puzzles on this game. Um, 
Chris kind of experienced one of them. Uh, and <laughs> some of them have a big team in it where, you know, you might be able to save or not. Or wow. Killed, and that might inform how the final battle will happen. And if you have different endings on the game. There is so much, dude. And that's why that's cool. some people are like, oh, I can't watch a video because the spoilers. I cut out so much. Yeah, right. I cut out lots of stuff that I thought I really want. I want people to experience it. You know, what I wanted to get across was the game's back. It's as uh, hopefully everything everyone wanted from Russia Blood and more. And there's even more like we don't know about. That's that was the point. Um, one of the this and i know some people don't really understand eye tracking and stuff what was the inspiration for you guys to do the mannequins that move when you blink and also <laughs> can you just tell everyone that actually it does work that way because some people seem to not believe that you can make a game move that fast yeah <laughs> yeah so we when we started kind of like prototyping kind of what type of horror moments we can create with eye tracking one of them was the blinking but we kind of we did a lot of at the beginning a lot of workshops on trying to throw ideas we watched a lot of horror documentaries horror movies we watched and we kind of sat down watching kind of what we thought it was terrifying how we can bring it so we went from doctor who to kind of the mist was another one we had a lot, a lot of ideas coming in and like okay what what can we do this? And we had, remember, we had a very early prototype uh, where we have a lot of uh, kind of hang things. And every time you blink, we have them switch positions. And that freaked us out massively. <laughs> and from there, it's like, okay, so can we do an enemy that actually does this? And as Chris experienced, like every time you blink, there's more, or they move, they're getting closer. <laughs> so, and the thing is that you're getting more nervous, and the more nervous you get, the guess what happens? Yeah. <laughs> when you blink, yeah. and that you cannot avoid. Uh, but that's, for example, one of the versions, uh, and that exactly works like this. I mean, it's very difficult to explain, but it does. It does work. So you blink, and there is more, and you blink again, and there is more, uh, or they're closer, or they start activating and attacking, uh, but you don't know which way until you blink. And there's other ones, for example, we have others that kind of track your eyes. So, for example, there's one coming, there's two. You can only keep your eyes on one of them. <laughs> so wow. one stops, the other one moves. But as soon as <laughs> oh. you look at that one, that one moves. Oh, That's boy. what I'm saying. Yeah, this is already. Oh. Is, is, there, is there stuff, like, when you're doing this, is there stuff that the team was like, look, guys, we just can't put that in? Or, or something <laughs> that Sony was like, look, no, you guys can't do that. Like, like is there anything on the cutting room floor that you just, like, no, nah. oh, you had to call like say no. No, nah. <laughs> to be honest, that's nah, freaking nah. awesome. Yes, we, we, yeah. we put, I mean, we have more ideas, of course, but we had to kind of scope, you know. Um, but we did do a lot of what we wanted to do, and we pushed as much as we wanted to do. Hopefully, we did succeed in a lot of it. Uh, um, but yeah, no, it was it, it was it was crazy. Again, the, the moments are coming up with ideas and. We have a, a moment we're not going to spoil too much because otherwise, you know, but we play a lot of, of one of the problems we faced is like you have guns, so you feel powerful. How do we scare you if you have guns? So it's like removing sensors, 
removing the guns away, taking the light, maybe just playing with the sound because we have the, the 3D audio. So you start hearing something coming from here, then going to there, knowing how, how much distance there is between the enemies that you cannot see. So it doesn't matter if you got guns, if you don't know where to shoot at where the enemies are going to be come from uh, that's kind of we try a lot of th different things the audio team for example has done an amazing job to get that feeling that you are surrounded and around you there is a lot of stuff happening that you cannot see well i, I love this idea of using the eye tracking in a horror scenario um because well, we've talked about this many times before if you know where the player's looking then you also know where they're not looking and there are infinite possibilities of what could be happening in that space um how much play testing did you, did you all put forth in that was kind of focused on um you know manipulating the, the player's attention now, now that you're able to kind of track uh what a player's focusing on so we did quite a uh, quite a lot at the beginning inside the studio uh and then we did kind of have external external partner using uh a lot of we did at least four or five play tests with a lot of a lot of players to be honest and it's it was we've learned a lot there was a lot of course stuff that didn't work quite well but we kind of fixed we improved we iterated uh again with the same with the with the feeling of the guns but as well something that you need to understand is that on PSVR, you can disable the eye tracking. You can disable all that stuff. So the game still needs to work with all that stuff. So we did think about an alternative if you don't have that activated for whatever reason you might have. Yeah, someone just said in the chat, actually, I was scrolling up. They basically said if you had like an eye problem or, yeah. you know, um, can you turn it off? So yeah, that's pretty yes. cool. Yeah, so we, 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 did, we did have a thing very careful and every situation where you can use eye tracking, we use other things to if you don't have it activated. Yeah, I got a. Sorry, Wes. I'm, I'm sorry. Go, I'm sorry. No, I just I was just going to say I got to imagine even outside the context of using the eye tracking as a feature in the game, it's got to be useful data <laughs> in the testing just to to know uh, what people are focusing on. It, you know, again, outside of the context of the the mechanics. Uh, that are built around the eye tracking i gotta imagine that testing data was priceless it was incredible it was incredible and to be honest we we got reports of 80 pages every single time going through a lot of detail kind of taking notes seeing what worked what didn't and then kind of trying to do okay next time we need to make proof this kind of theory see if that works see if people look that way don't look that way and what happens if they don't look, how we make sure they do. Because again, you cannot move the camera, as you all know. Moving, grabbing your camera and doing this, it's not funny. And it's not fun. And we did try that uh, and did not work. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, we we did a lot of that stuff and it was incredible. It was really good. And I have to say that even some of, not now, because we are a bit kind of already desensitized about that, but it did scare us a lot at the beginning as well. We got some frights at the very beginning, every single time. Hey, can you test this level? And you could see one of the level designers testing and fucking jumping around. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, my language. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, so that that still happens sometimes. So, uh, you know, it's, it's quite good fun. Is there anyone on the team who doesn't want to play it? Or is there anyone on the team who, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, there, is, there, is, there is several. So the studio, there are several people that do not want to play it. Uh, I know one of the level designers that definitely will not play it 
one of the level designers won't play his own yeah. game. That's awesome. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, she's done a lot of the stuff that you see. She's she's just not no. <laughs> she's too afraid. That's crazy. Man, I had I had a similar so people that know me know that I'm not like I have a hard time playing horror games. But even still, one of the games that kind of made me this way was Rush of Blood. Because, like, you know, we were talking before the show and I was telling you that, uh, that you know, oh. I remember playing Rush of Blood um, and it was really late at night. It was like two in the morning and something happened. This happened a couple of times and I screamed. I literally screamed. It doesn't happen very often. And I woke my family up in the middle of the night. But oh my goodness, this game is this, this is, I'm so excited for this. It's such a conundrum for me because this is my most anticipated PSVR two game. Um, and I, and I'm really terrified of horror games, but I'm going to play this so much and I'm going to scare other people. And I'm just so excited for it. Um, so I can understand why, why some of these people might not want to play, um, even though they're helping design the game because it is, this stuff is scary. It's it's truly scary. And with eye tracking and all that, absolutely terrifying. Uh, one question I have for you, too, is are you using the eye tracking for anything um, other than terrifying people? So are you using it for dynamic foveated rendering uh, or to make the graphics better and stuff like that? No, we're not using it, the eye tracking for any more than that. We're not using uh, um, the full rendering at all. Um, we didn't have, you know, enough time to to get it all done. And it was not worth it for us at the moment. At the time we decided not to go for it yeah i mean the game i'm assuming dynamic foveated rendering is for if the game is overly demanding as well yes. so if your game is running <coughs> well uh as it is someone asked about the impact of eye tracking or something i mean uh what impact does disabling the eye tracking have on the graphics so it's not i mean you can answer that if you want but it shouldn't have any impact so not at all, not at all. Again, we're using that for gameplay reasons and for scaring people. And we have solutions for all that already. So if you disable it, you'll have literally the same experience as everyone else. Yeah. Nice. We find other ways to get around this. <laughs> so, nice. Excellent. Thank you ever so much to Mrs. GT for the <laughs> for gifting five VR Crewcasts memberships. Thank you, babe. Um Thank you. Sherzod Khans, he said, what engine are you using for the game? Is it like a custom engine? Is it? Um... No, we're using Unreal, uh, Unreal 4. Oh, the okay. exact version, cannot tell you because we keep grading. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was Unreal 4 when we started and we kind of stuck with it. And again, Unreal, it's been extremely helpful. We got access to the PSVR 2 features as soon as we started on the project. So it was yeah. very good and a very back and forth every time we found a blocker or something that didn't work they were there helping them and sony all the time so that's why you know i cannot thank enough uh sony and and you unreal for for the amazing help they they gave us and the amazing support i can't thank them enough just for coming back to virtual reality um yeah, yeah. so pleased about that thank you ever so much to artsin for the five pound donation thank you ever so much um I was going to say to you, so talk to me about your history of virtual reality yourself. Like what got you into VR and uh, what so, I, I never developed on VR. I did my homemade stuff when uh, the first Oculus was released um, ages ago. 
um, got my, a kid home, I started playing, I, I, I tested everything I could test on horror. So I wanted to experience, there was one that you get a, like a spider going from one from inside your head and mm -hmm. you could hear it. It was awesome. It was, it was incredible. So I did some, my own things at home because I, I did like it, but at the time I was not working on VR, but I was very interested. Uh, so I got into PS1 played a lot of games in there. Um, my favorite is Blood and Truth, Rush of Blood. I thought that was amazing on PSVR 1. Love the weapon handling on, on Blood and Truth, to be honest. Um, and then I got a Oculus Quest at some point as well. Love Beat Saber, oh my God. Um, I did not do much exercise and any other mm, things that I bought, <laughs> not even in the gym. Um, but um, so when I got offered, uh, Kind of to come and to switch back VR, I was very excited because it's a new challenge for me, professionally speaking. And you know, I've done a lot of a lot of games in the past, very different types of games, um, never horror, but I wanted to do something different, something challenging, and try to learn and how to do it. And you know, hopefully succeeding on it. So, as a studio, nice. do you feel like being at the forefront, I guess, of PlayStation VR 2 coming out, you guys have now got skills and developing te developer techniques that other studios haven't got because they haven't invested in VR. Yeah. Do you see VR as a future in, in that way? Do you see... Because basically, I listen to a... I'll tell you my train of thought. I listened to IGN podcast today. And um, to be fair, it, it was good for me because... <clears throat> Talking to them was like talking to my friends or at work. I'm like, oh, VR, VR. And they're like, yeah, VR, but, you know, <laughs> it's, it's expensive. Is it going to, is it really going to, is it a fad? And I feel like saying like, it's been around for a very long time now. It's not really a flash in the pan as most people think it is. And PlayStation VR 2 coming back is again, at least another two years of that particular format or three. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I just want to know. What you think of it? What you think of virtuality and where it's going to go? And I, don't, I hope it kicks off. Not gonna lie, I always love VR. I want to get games on VR. I really want to get playing intense games, like all type of games, not just shooters. I want to do. I remember playing Astrobot, and Astrobot is amazing platformer, most that sort of stuff. I think we need a lot of games like this, and I think you know we're going to start seeing it hopefully this generation with PSVR 2 and again all the features that got in that allow us to do be more creative than maybe some people didn't dare to do it before hopefully and if if this succeeds which I really hope it does I hope Sony does amazingly so we get more push from yeah. everyone kind of to do more interesting games and you know try to do things very differently again we when we sat down to do this one we're like cool this is the specs. Okay, can we do something interesting? How can we apply this to a fight, for example? How can we apply this to horror? How we can, you know, it's not grabbing a game that we had. And how can we make this VR? Which is yeah. valid and it's awesome. And I think it's great. For us, like, no, 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 no. Is how we start doing this, the game we do in VR already. So it's not thinking first in in classic format and then bring it to vr it's like no 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 this is vr so we need to consider everything that's on vr so you cannot you don't know what players are looking at you uh you cannot control the camera at all 
people can get dizzy, people can get exhausted. How can we allow for all that uh, kind of, you know, cater for the medium, not trying to make something that's not for the medium inside the medium. I think we need to rethink a lot. It's like when we jump from 2D to 3D in games, mm. there's a lot of, you needed to rethink all the game design. It was not the same ideas were not working. I think for VR is exactly the same thing. You cannot think the classic way. Otherwise, yeah. that's not going to work. Yeah, I think it's super interesting the, the, what you put into it. And was it, so this was originally supposed to be a launch title. So, yeah. you know, and then, you know, it did get delayed off of launch and that had to be a difficult decision for your, you and the team to make and do. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened there, why it was delayed and, 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 you know, how that process works and, and, uh, and, you know, how hard it was for, to make that decision? It, it was always hard to decide you know, we need to push it. But to be honest, we wanted to deliver the best. We wanted to polish more. We wanted to get something very stable. We wanted to give like the experience we wanted to give. We didn't want, I mean, we could have rushed. Yeah, of course we could. Uh, but then we won't be happy with what we release. We want you to experience what we really wanted you to experience. You know, uh, so for us, what's very important, like we all sat down, we all look at what we had. Yeah, can we push for this? Or can we can give us a bit more brief time? I know some people say, oh, what three weeks does? Three weeks does a lot of things. So we keep polishing stability, frame rate, adding that extra quality in some sections that not many people might see, but that's fine because we still want that level of quality there, that jump scare that maybe only 5% of people will see it. That's fine. You know, it's just polishing, it's not adding new content because we no that will be not wise but it's just making it sure that the quality is what we want to be again this being in the launch window it needs to be representative of of the of psvr2 and we want to be you know it's a comeback from supermassive to vr we want it to be as good as it needs to be um it's 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 dreadful when you launch something and you say ah oh, it's not it's not really, it's not really. So that's, we wanted to be uh, proud of what we've released. Uh, yeah. Always, always preferable to uh, wait for a launch rather than wait for a patch. Yeah. And and to be honest, it was difficult. I'm not going to say, uh, we always sat down and said, yes, we should do this. Because we all wanted to release with the device, of course. Of course we did. But we needed to think, cool, can, can we really deliver what we want or not? Yeah. I always wonder about the financial risk of you guys must, there must be a little bit of an element of um, will it sell? Like it's not, you know, cause you guys are very uh, quite well known, obviously outside of VR. So, you know, this is a, this is a new, another new page. So I just hope PSVR 2 does really well, man. I hope it sells really well. And, um, and again, it's, it's the first title that Supermassive self publishes. Yeah. All so oh, right. It's a busy yeah, that's what I'm saying. Price. Yeah. Normally it's uh, band uh, uh, Namco. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we we wanted to, you know, that's why kind of let's try this. Let's do it this uh, PSVR two title and let's you know bring a good team and and be proud. And that again, we need to deliver something that has quality because it's self published. We need to show that we can do this. You know, in a really strong way. I asked about a physical copy while I was there. <laughs> is, there <laughs> is there ever going to be a physical edition? Um, I want the physical edition. Yeah, nice. All the digital. 
Um, the the triangulator in chat uh, asks, how's performance with PSVR two and Switchback so far? Does it run at ninety frames? Does it run at one twenty native or reprojective? Is it variable? Uh, what the, what what rate is this game running at? It's at ninety frames per second at the moment. So we try to nice. push as much as we can. And it's ninety frames per second. Nice. Stable. Uh, yeah, that is it is completely solid. Like. I love that. I love that. Uh, and Sherzod Khan City, thank you for the uh, 199 donation. Asks, plans for any other platforms? The moment we're focusing on, on uh, PlayStation VR 2. Yeah. And it's exclusive. So we've done all this work just for this. Yeah. Yeah. And how, how long was it ago that you actually got a PSVR 2 in the office to start this sort of development process? It was... December, not the previous year, the year before. Jeez, December of twenty-one. Wow. Yeah, we got we got the first kids there. There was prototypes, and it was there was awesome. They were really good. Jeez, back then we were still crying. Will there ever be another <laughs> rush of blood? Where you guys are working on? And we were like, oh man, tell us. It was really cool because we we there is a lot of fans, uh, you know, some massive games that keep asking for rush of blood, and every time there is an announcement, it's like that kind of comment and rush of blood, and like, mm, and we were like, um, <laughs> we're coming, guilty. We're it hasn't just been a rush of blood either but every game that has has launched from super massive i'm always on social media like can we can we have it in vr please <laughs> just, please <laughs> we miss you super massive we're glad you're oh, back you know now you got your wishes okay yeah, yeah. awesome and I, and I want to put this out there as well um psn id lethal weasel vr if anyone thinks that they're going to touch me on these leaderboards you're sadly mistaken uh if you think you have what it takes wow they just like throwing out. a gauntlet down oh, right ooh, now okay that's gonna be embarrassing when i'm ahead of you that's gonna be so embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> bring it bring it son oh let's do this oh uh, do you know what it makes me think about um uh, there was a roller coaster sort of park near me semi near me and there was like you could race uh, each other, you know. Imagine, I think that would be such a cool feature in a in a shooting roller coaster like game. It. Yeah, I like cool. it. I think it'd be wicked. That'd be really cool. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah, imagine switchback looking over and seeing your friend on a cart going by, screaming. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. So, co-op, co-op switchback is that confirmed? Yeah, confirmed. Uh, <laughs> and uh, think about the possibilities with the branching paths. And, you know, yeah. you, you could be racing at one point, split off and, and experience totally separate parts of the track yeah. and then re- reconvene toward the, uh, the, the, the end or, or mid midway through. I like awesome. it. That'd be awesome. It. Uh, so someone mentioned, I think it was a uh, art scene. He said, I lo- he loved the old Sega model one, uh, one, three house of the dead. Did that give you mm. any influence um, yes. to switch back? We all love Hazard the Dead, Time Crisis. Actually, there's some um, arcades here in in, in London, like uh, Four Quarters and N64, and we did go there and play quite a bit of those because we do love those. And I did play when I was a kid as well. Nice. Those and it was it was very good. Now that you mentioned that, actually, for us, for example, having you know you test you now remember the guns. And uh, we had a very special care of getting the feeling of the guns 
very good. So we had the adaptive triggers. So we have tons of guns uh, on the game, not many more than Rush of Blood 1. Um, and then everyone needed to feel with adaptive triggers extremely different, satisfying to shoot or to use. I'm going to say should because we not only have weapons that should. Um, but not only that, that the, the haptics as well feel extremely different and you can feel the kick on the gun and as well the sounds. So we kind of spent a lot of time prototyping, getting that feeling extremely well. So if you go there and even if you look at your finger, okay, you're doing like this, you will see your finger kind of squeezing that trigger, getting that resistance and then kind of pushing. For example, when the magazine is empty, the trigger will be completely loose. There's a lot of little details that we added there um, to, to know that, you know, how the weapons work, how they feel, every single one of them. It's very different. Awesome. I was going to say, I in my video, I didn't realize how much noise and kickback the Uzis made. It was like being in an arcade back in the day of holding those guns. You know, there was that much haptic. Um, these these so cool. I'm I'm thinking more excited for this game. Is is this even possible? I'm more excited now. <laughs> this game that I was yesterday and I told Wes yesterday so this like we were like what's your most anticipated game and we were talking about this game yesterday at Virtual Strangers and I said I think this has moved up to possibly my most yeah. like looking forward to this game thank more you. than any other game thank you that's that's an honor that you say this um, the, one of the biggest fans I know is sitting right here Wes of Russia Blood I think throughout the years of us being friends Russia Blood has always been the game that we 100% like agree on was one of the best PSVR games uh, ever. And it was a launch title, which is crazy. And IGN gave it six out of 10. So, <laughs> well, well, we could say a lot of things about IGN, but I don't really want to start down that path. I will say that this, <laughs> this title has been uh, an evergreen for me. So in spite of the fact that this, this is probably the first game that I finished on, uh, on PSVR one, uh, but it also is the the game that I probably finished more times than any other game. Like I, I come back to this game a couple times a year at least and play completely through it. And I, I I tend to notice new things most of the time when I play it, things that I didn't notice before. Hopefully, Love this it. is going to satisfy a tiny bit that itch <laughs> with a new one. Uh, yeah, no, we we again we tried as well to do to make sure everyone knows. So the, the leader voice is a big, uh, big feature as well that we have. So every level has its own score, uh, its own leaderboards, and you can check with your friends and the world as well. So you can switch between both of them. So you, if you want to do competitions with just friends, you'd still do that. Um, yeah. And again, like at the end of every level, you will see your score, not only your score, but you'll see the highest on, that someone achieved on that level. There's someone like someone in your console has achieved on that level. So if you invite someone over, you can say, hey, try to beat that that score and you'll see it at the end of the run if, if they did or not that's so cool i wish i wish there was a way you could get notified when somebody beat your score like mm. like you get like a little thing that popped up like say west dylan just beat your score and i'm like oh, no i gotta go back <laughs> in and play for five hours and figure it out like we, well, we try I'll... yeah sorry no, I was just going to tell him if if he wants to get these kind of updates, he just needs to check his text messages because there there's going to be a lot of that going on. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's do it. Uh, what's your favorite weapon in the game, Alejandro? What, what's your favorite 
uh, in this because I tend to always in my mind default to just thinking about the pistols for some reason. Like if I think of any weapons, I mean I think of the shotguns, but the pistols just always are in my mind. Um, but yeah, so for me, I love the revolver. It's actually it feels really good. It's powerful as well, isn't yes. it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And there is a uh, one that I uh, kind of quite fun. Is the um, we have a taser. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, that's actually quite good and fun, and you can do stuff with electricity that's uh, quite interesting. And it feels really good because you can do a lot of interesting damage around. That's quite nice. So, and all the guns feel, do they all feel different with the adaptive they're all triggers? They're massively different. So nice. the Uzi, we have a Tech 9 as well, which is, you know, a huge mist um and it, they will feel different not, again not only in the haptics but but the squeezing that um that trigger and now that i've mentioned the haptics um something else that we tried a lot which is we tried not only for the guns because guns yeah it's cool it's, i think it's the obvious stuff but for example if you're going up hill and you get like that getting yeah. that on your haptic was very important for us because we wanted for you to feel there or you go to an environment that's draining you'll feel the droplets on your hand or if the sun is falling on top of you you'll feel it on the hdr and then on the hands uh so we did a lot of that thing that it makes you feel like you're there you might not notice it or maybe at the beginning but then it will make you feel more on that place where so you go through mist and you'll feel that kind of small let's say wind going through your hands as well so it's how, a lot of little details on that how difficult is that to develop for you know having a controller that's capable of such a wide range of different tactile sensations how difficult is it to kind of maximize uh the the potential of a feature like that it's difficult to say where to when to stop it's actually very easy to implement very easy to get in it's it's extremely easy it's like okay how much can you get in what like okay so if you're shooting then kind of finding what's the order it's more important to feel your guns or to feel the wind or to feel the enemy hitting you or what what it is so that's kind of where in terms of design it's more interesting to say uh but coming up with stuff like for example you will be able to feel your heart when you hear it on the on the screen you will feel it as well on your hands and believe me that will put the heart at the same rate your heart on the heart in the game so again it's trying to do interesting stuff and it's all about for us it was all about to make you feel like you're there and that's for example we want for your hands you not have full bodies your hands with gloves we want you to feel like you regardless of your race or gender it's you okay so that's very important for us because we wanted to feel like this is you playing this is you feeling it so that this is the sense of presence there it needed to be very good yeah someone asked about um this game has hands does it have arms does it because the first i think the first hands game had arms didn't it if yes I remember and correctly. body as well yeah the first one. that's yeah. right yeah so we have hands we have uh we, we have leather gloves so you can see that you have some leather gloves and we have even a wrist there. I'm going to kind of spoil it a tiny bit, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. when you get special guns, you'll get some skulls on that wrist and every skull is a magazine that you have. So every time you use a magazine, that skull will kind of 
destroy, explode cool. slightly, and you you know you have less and less ammo on that gun. That, that that's one of the, that's a great example of a, a refinement over the first game. You know, uh, there in the original Russia Blood, if if you were um, if you wanted to know how much ammo that you had left for any particular weapon, you had to take your eyes off the action and look down into the cart. Uh, and I did notice that during last week's uh, gameplay content that, uh, that it's going to be much easier to track your ammo in this one. Yeah, so we did iterate a lot on that because it was, not going to lie, it was difficult to get. Like, okay, how can we make sure you keep your eyes there? And again, yeah, you can put a UI on top of your head, like a helmet. That will be the easy one, but then it will break the core idea that we have. It is you there. So if I put an overlay, that's not you anymore as someone with a helmet. So it was, and we knew that, you know, you have all the time that comes like this. So what you see all the time is your hands. That's what you see. So we tried to play a lot in there. We tried to put it in the card. We did a lot of focus tests in this uh, to get something that we think it's actually working very well. I, I don't it's, know about you guys, but I don't really, the arms, arms in a game doesn't really bother me. I don't mind just seeing like my hands and a wrist. Like, I know there's some people out there like, oh, I need to see my arms in VR and, I, I don't really care. Like sometimes if you do arms wrong too, it looks completely bad in VR. Like I would prefer not to have it and to have it done. And they look like they're all stretching out and they're longer than they're supposed to be or, or thinner or disproportioned. So I don't know. What do you guys think? When you cross as well, that's yeah. always a problem. I like, I, uh, I like like in games like, um, uh, Ghost of Sabor or in, um, um, No Man's Sky, how you have the option to turn them on or off. Yeah, that's a good idea. Best of both worlds. I like having having arms and applications that actually support full-body tracking because once you do like a full-body tracking app and you have just body parts you can't control, you're just reminded that you you have no presence anymore. It's rough. So actually, we did a lot of tests in that as well. Like, okay, so what happens if you collect with this with your hands? We even tried to do like, we, again, we did a lot of prototypes. Um, so for example, we tried to do 200 weapons, see how that worked and if we could do them or not and what problems 200 weapons will have. And the biggest one we found when, we, again, I'm not saying that this cannot be done, okay? But you know, the, because if you start doing like this, you, you'll end up kind of drifting down, down, down. Are you gonna pull the weapon down? Are you gonna see your hand there and your hand is gonna be basically on your legs in real life so we kind of tried playing with all these things like how you know how to feel like your hand needs to be exactly the same position that your hands are otherwise that's kind of as you said Bradley kind of automatically this kind of it's like oh that's not mm. me actually that's again that's a bit of like oops okay mm, that doesn't feel okay so we need a lot of concessions to make sure that again it's getting the feeling of you there Whatever happens, your hands are your hands. So you need to keep track of them all the time. Any uh, any any nervousness with motion sickness with people in this in this game being in a, in a cart? It was something you guys looked at or so, were worried about in any way? Uh, we work on that a lot. Uh, so we started with the basis of Rush of Blood on that. I think it was quite good on Rush of Blood for not saying extremely good. Yeah. Um, so we had the basis on that, but what we try to do is to kind of make it so PSVR 2 gives has tag to allow you not to feel that, which is quite nice. Uh, but not only that, we on the prototype phase, we push the limits. 
And believe me, I got massively sick a lot of times. It's the same as uh, level designers. So we test how fast can we go? How much can we turn? Can we do a loop? Can we not do a loop? Is that okay? No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I want to do it. It's okay. You yeah. gave me hope then. I was like, is there a loop? Oh, no. no. So we, I was we... so hardest for developers because, like, like, even us, like, we never know like what makes people sick because most of us don't get motion sick because we're in vr so much so you it, it probably helps if you have people on the team that do get motion sickness so at the beginning we we got a lot of motion sickness uh, right now we just don't feel it even we play at three times the speed which i do not recommend for everyone <laughs> has not played the game but just because we wanted to test stuff and it doesn't bother us at all like it's become like yeah okay like but at the beginning because we all were new, we tested how much can we push a drop, how much can we push this stuff, and then there is still, I mean, Supermassive is very big, and we keep inviting people in. Like, cool, have, have a look. Oh, I always get dizzy. Like, yeah, cool, you're perfect. Let me see. However, while develop developing, so I'll say, you know, you need to be very careful. Again, I remember one day that we were testing, I think, two hundred kilometers an hour. So I say kilometers, but I don't know how that is in mouse. Um, and I got a problem with frame rate that day and uh, I was testing it and I got massively sick and I had to go home because I could not function hey, the rest of the day. Nice. Yeah. You're, pushing, you're pushing the limits. I like it. I do that. I do that at least once every other week. I'll be like, I went a bit too fast today. I need to go home. <laughs> Sorry about yeah. that. Right. Can we work it out? Or can you guys send us access to the game so we can run this at three times speed <laughs> yeah please <laughs> debug mode yeah come please. on we're, we're all i gotta here. say <laughs> I, I have a lot of trust in super massive games when it comes to this because you know one of the golden rules i always tell people when doing vr demos for new people is never put someone in a roller coaster but i will tell you that when rush of blood was a thing I put a lot of people <laughs> through rush of blood and not one person got motion sickness, which is a huge testament for, uh, for, for how much you guys test this stuff because roller coasters are typically bad for this stuff, but you guys nailed it originally. So I have complete faith in you guys in this one. Hopefully we haven't pushed too much, uh, but yeah, no, no, I, no, honestly, we've tested a lot and we've made sure that, you know, again, I joke about being sick and stuff like that, but we always take a lot of good measures and, you know, we were very responsible. No one got harmed, I promise. Nice. Uh, it's good to know because I'm sure there's people that maybe were nervous, you know, maybe new people in the VR that maybe have been maybe nervous. So I'm glad that uh, you had said that out there. So, yeah. How much does this game uh, focus on like the, the roller coaster aspect of it because i know the the first game rush of blood we don't only hail it as the best rail shooter in vr but we also uh recognize it as the best roller coaster in vr because the roller coasters uh sections were so well done you can really feel the movement uh unlike uh, a lot of the other um roller coaster uh vr roller coasters out there so should we expect uh in terms of ratio um, something that was kind of on par uh, with the original, more or less? Quite similar, I'll say. However, not all the tracks have the same. So if you choose one, you might not experience a, the roller coaster moment. Uh, so it will vary. So for example, the, the the ones that Chris tested didn't have much roller coaster on them, but all the ones mm -hmm. have big drops and big turns and stuff like that. So it's a bit of, again, the levels are quite longer. 
so we try to kind of keep you all the time entertained if it's not with a roller coaster the shooting section which is not horror section horror shooting uh shooting on roller coaster at the same time uh so we try to keep you all the time entertained um so we are trying to hit that balance we hope we did hit it um what, what's you. your favorite level in the game <laughs> oh no don't do that no no, <laughs> no, no. um or it has to be market oh, it's the vampires i'm just saying right now. Uh, did I, so, I i experienced the vampires didn't i, I think yes you did yeah. yes you did yeah, I, did, I didn't upload that level but yeah so can i say four say what Four, four instead of one, mate. You can say what you want. Yeah, absolutely, sure, sure. <laughs> sequence. So, the, the, so the thing is, so that's what we try as well to achieve. Is like from the beginning, we we thought we thought, okay, ghost ship. It needs to feel very different to being hunted by witches in the middle of a forest, being chased by vampires in a kind of catacombs in Syria, which being hunted by a killer like Jigsaw on a mansion so it's very difficult to say oh this level is better because or this theme is better if you like uh like uh let's say forest and witchy theme you're gonna love those levels if you like more like a uh let's say like a hunted mansion uh followed by a killer you will love those levels so that's what i kind of choose one on each because for example man of dan i think for me the best one is actually the one you played which is the boss fight where you get the meat corridor which is very good fun little hope that is when you get that uv light where you've been chased by a demon and you need to keep moving or the demon was going to get you and insta kill you so you know you need to find how to move so the card will stop every single time you need to find a way to keep moving before the thing gets you and you have a specific uv light to find where to shoot there is the uh, um the the one you played with the puzzles on uh, the vampire i was gonna ones. ask about the puzzles yeah so i mean wow. was that quite that must have been quite a big decision in a way because yes. that is nothing like that was in the first one it was just like you know we we wanted to add again add more bring more because if we keep doing all the time the same you will end up feeling bored so we did do a lot of prototyping on can we do puzzles on on a roller coaster is that possible is that even entertaining for people uh don't get me wrong this is not a puzzle game okay you're not going to be faced with like the witness or stuff like that. No, I no, guess no. I was a bit of a guinea pig in that way. Yeah. Yeah, you were. Yeah. No, we, we did a lot of focus tests as well to see. And we got, you know, people loved it. People, all of them loved it. Some wanted more. Some thought they were just right. But um, so that that's very good. And, and that's something that, you know, again, every now and then keeping you discovering new weapons, new uh, and every puzzle is not the same. So every time you find a puzzle, it's completely different from the previous theme. One uses UV light, the other one uses flare guns, the other one uses tasers. Uh, so it is keeping you all the time surprised and finding something new to do so you don't get bored of just shooting enemies and getting scared. Use your brains a tiny bit to just keep moving, not get killed, saving someone. So, and the last one is like a thing that 
the one you played, which is uh, the Devil in Me is Enjoy Your Stay that you get in. I actually like the other one, which is when you start getting trap on traps that you need to solve in order to move or get squashed by a grinder, by a class, by an incinerator. And if you, you know, you don't manage to find a way to get out of there, you get completely killed. So uh, that's actually how to use those traps against enemies as well, because you can use that against enemies. As long as there's no cooking level in the game, I'm good with puzzles. As long as I don't have to do any cooking, Whoa. or like, or if I get to a level where I have bats for hands, I'm waiting for that. Other than that, I'm all good. So, you can so, put me in anything else. So burning enemy, burning enemies count as cooking. Because you know, <laughs> cooking, cooking an enemy. I guess it would. Yeah. I guess it's a tiny bit of cooking. Though. Oh, okay. Well, I'll do it anyway. If there was any sort of. Um, previous franchise as a game that isn't in vr um what sort of game would you love to see that happen to oh i'm gonna go with dead space oh man good choice i shit my pants already (laughs) my my language Uh, yeah so i i love dead space i hate it a lot because i i really get very scared on that game i would love to feel to be in the Ishimura oh. those corridors, but making it like for VR, so I don't want to experience the same game there. I want to experience something unique. Oh my god, I can. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's scaring oh, him yeah. now. It's scaring him right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. I, I think as well, I mean, there's a lot of mods that I think a lot of developers don't even know exist for VR games, like Alien Isolation. You can play in VR. Yes, I played that on Oculus. That was so like good. that 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 thing. And the first time I got killed by the, that was so like. Did it come through? Did it spike? Yeah, through? yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, okay, what's this? Yeah, that was the first time I felt like, okay, 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 maybe horror is an intense thing here. So yeah, oh, man. I love that. Where are we in the chat? Thank you to everyone for um, being here today. Uh, if you've got any questions, please um, add them now. I do apologize if we've missed any. I'm sure there's questions we have missed um, as we've been going. But uh, thank you ever so much for being here. Thank you for all the donations as well. Everyone's been really supportive. Um, so what date does the game come out, Alejandro, please? 16th of March. So. Oh, I thought it was 22nd. 16th. That's good. 16th. Ah. Skiva, we're, Skiva, we're not even going to be home. Oh no! Dude. Oh, we, we need early access. Yeah. Oh, we, no. yeah, can we can we get access to it now? Because listen, I, I'm gonna cry it's now. Like, yeah, I'm gonna. Can I? Now? We have to be a G, We have to be a GDC, right? We have to be a South by Southwest and GDC. So we need to be able to play now. So oh, come no. to the office, you know. <laughs> oh man, why don't I need to live in Europe? Yeah, For I real. don't know, dude. I mean, For most real. a lot of the I don't know how where the developers mostly are in a lot of them seem to be in sweden and stuff yeah, yeah. a lot of sweden, them in sweden right. poland but poland even england well. england you have some yeah. developers there in england like soul assembly i think is in england and yeah. uh and dreams as there. well yeah and dreams fire yeah. sprite i think they're in the, yep. uh, they're here they're as here. well yep. um yeah we got we got quite a few here fire sprite been really <laughs> quiet though uh with horizon i used to talk to a couple of them quite often and then it was like psvr2 thing happened and they went Oh, that was it. It was, <laughs> it was um, it's pretty interesting. But, Biggity Bam, why why would you even write that? 
<laughs> that? That just... Yeah, of course. He's, he's actually even with uh, with Super Nintendo. Can I use it? Can I use my Dreamcast? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You got shirts on asking what is a GameCube? Like, it's how old? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god. So I'm going to ask the most unexpected question of the stream. Should we expect a next gen remaster of the inpatient? So unfortunately I cannot say anything about that because <laughs> we, I mean, the whole studio has been behind Switchback, so we haven't done right. anything else. Good answer. How many people works on Switchback? That's a good one. Because I'm imagining that uh -huh. there was probably another project happening at the same time as well, or is is it all? I mean, the the, the studio has a lot of different um, projects going on. I mean, we we're working on that pictures. Uh, you know, there's the quarry team uh, finished the quarry not that long ago, so there is a lot of we are a lot of people in the office right now. But I'll say, uh, don't quote me on this, okay? But I'll say around sixty. Or Oh, nice. But dude, after nice. going through Horizon's end credits, which are fucking unskippable, I it was <laughs> like you know when you watch a Marvel film and you think, you know, you gotta wait for the end. I couldn't yeah, for the skip, Easter egg. Yeah. I couldn't skip the credits, so I thought, well, maybe something good's gonna happen. So I hope you enjoy your credits. <laughs> oh, nice! Oh. Hell yeah! I mean, oh yeah there's been some games i love it there's been some games we shooting credits uh i love it astrobot astrobot did that yeah yeah love that or one. or i just want some i want an <laughs> easter egg at the end of the credits i'm good with that too give me anything give me news give me i don't know something Car Teaser. carnival barker give us the carnival barker <laughs> everyone everyone misses him yeah, yeah. I, I do i was hoping in some way he would make a, a re reappearance uh, Shades of Grey Matter says, "Do you uh, does Supermassive uh, have? Are you going to make any more PSV2, PSVR2 games or VR games in general?" Um, um, I cannot say at the moment, unfortunately. Again, I, I wish you could tell. Yes, of course, but again, this is our team, which is the VR team, it's focused on this uh, right now. Yeah, yeah, don't look at anything else. Yeah. Nice. Go buy it, everybody. Go buy it. Everybody exactly. go buy it and then go tell everybody else yep. to buy it. And then they tell everybody else to buy it. So then Supermassive has to go, man, we need to make another VR game because this was hugely successful. Yeah. Demo. Yeah, it. The more buy people it. buy, mm -hmm, the more they'll they'll do. That's how it works. Yep. yep. Oh, what was I gonna say? So who here now has their dispatch notice of PS? Brody, you get a PSVR too. You are yeah. oh, thank yeah. God for that. That's fine. <laughs> I, I will you play are you gonna play this game i know vr chat isn't on it that's all i was a bit like <laughs> it's actually kind of funny because there's a lot of games that like were on quest that i just kind of skipped and i'm kind of glad i did now because i'll be able to play the enhanced definitive versions on psvr2 now so yeah i might be a gamer once again we'll see nice <laughs> this is exciting when you can get brad back in a new hardware where he becomes a gamer again that'd be great <laughs> That'd be great. That's why he's got yeah. town. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, did it, did we tell the chat why you're wearing a hat? I can't remember. Was I think it? I mentioned it. Well, yeah. right, okay. <laughs> uh, if we didn't, there is a mystery. Can you please write your guesses of why you think Brad is wearing a hat today? That'd be... <laughs> Giant bald spot in the middle. <laughs> he's got an uh, animal. He, he, he was taking apart a new headset that he got sent, and he burnt a spot in his hair. 
<laughs> I actually did cut myself opening up something recently, so it's funny you say that. Uh, you just can... slice my knuckle. So who's awesome. big, was it the big screen beyond? No, no, it was some related to Quest Pro. Anyway, thank you for starting a fight with um, myself and my co-host from uh, Q2C VR Gamer the other night too. By the way, on air, there there was some tension. I, I just I I know you guys had to get it out of your system. We You're had welcome. to, right? It needed to come out. <laughs> I like when two co-hosts get into it on air. It's always fun. And Brad was just stoking the fire. <laughs> a lot of people think you're bald brad <laughs> you're wearing a wig <laughs> the, the, the hair comes with the hat <laughs> oh, nice to so see all these people saying they just pre-ordered switchback in the chat oh that's nice cool. thank you nice uh from what i've played i don't think you'll regret it um yeah, so what about you, Alejandro? Any games you're uh, looking forward to on PSVR 2 yourself? Because um, I think Call of... back a little bit about her ride. Oh, sorry. Call of the Mountain, I'm super hyped for that. I'm not going to lie. Plus, I know nice. some people working on that, and I'm more than happy to see, you know, what they've done. So um, that, I'm super happy. I want to play Village. Uh, Resident oh, Evil. man. Yes. Because I could not finish uh, the previous one. So it's uh, the... Resident Evil 7. Wow. You can't finish it. No. Too scary? Uh, yes. Yeah. What? Well, yeah, when well, you got the chop hand, I went, nope. I'm, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm going to play normally now. Um, so, because it took me ages to get to that point because I was getting so scared just to move forward, just to move forward. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's not, that's too intense. But Village, I set myself to start and finish it from beginning to end I, I don't know in some ways i do think that maybe re7 was more i don't know what the word is more of a um psychological horror game a yeah. little bit there was action but i think re 8s more actiony uh, yes than, um, it does feel. I mean, the, the whole beginning of re7 with the house it reminded me a lot to blair ridge and chainsaw massacre on Evil Dead, which amazing, but just just very spooky. I, I love talking to a dev that is a gamer. Like this, oh, you know how yeah. many de developers I talk to who do like don't care about VR. They love making games in VR, but they could care less about ever <laughs> playing games. So yeah. super cool like, to, to get somebody who geeks out over games like us. Oh yeah, and I I mean I'm a massive gamer. I cannot. I mean, the only thing I don't do when I don't work is play. So Hell there yeah. you go. What was your like first console and stuff? What's your your retro background kind of thing? Oh, I started with the Spectrum ZX. Oh wow, proper! Wow, uh, nice, got it. Yes, so and that's how I knew I wanted to do games. So I was six years old, I grabbed a book, copied something that meant to be a game, and uh, <laughs> I, I saw my brother play, and I went like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, I want to do this!" <laughs> and I, you know, everyone in school asked me like, "What do you want to be as when you grow up?" And I, I want to do games, and everyone like, "You silly." And then, but yeah, no, from that, I went to Master System. And, uh, yes. And, but then I switched to Nintendo and became a Nintendo fanboy. And I'm a Nintendo fanboy till the very end. Um, I do have all the consoles though. So, and PC, a good PC to play. Because for me, it's not about consoles or PCs anymore. It's where the game is. Yes. Well yeah. said. It's a good game. Yeah. I don't care if it's on Switch, if it's on Xbox. I mean, I'm super hyped to play Dreadfall when it comes out. Love vampires, and you know, um, they're really good 
people are Kane, so really messy. And I don't care if where, where the game is. I go where the game is. So, but yeah, I've, I've gone through all consoles: sixty-four, uh, well, Super NES, sixty-four, and PlayStation. My first Xbox was three sixty, um, and I love those Mass Effects. Um, right now, I'm collecting Game Boy games from my childhood. Nice. You said Mass Effect. You're a Mass Effect fan. Oh yes, that was one of my favorite franchises of all time. The, the second game. Effect. Oh my god, the second game is the second game was my favorite. Oh, so all. good. Just just going through and getting your whole crew together was just such a so fantastic ride. That's the first game. I swear to God, I went to that mission, and I finished the mission. I went no 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 no, loading back. No one's dying. No one's dying. I refuse. This cannot happen to my team. So I repeat that mission three times. That's the first time. <laughs> I care enough for characters that I had to replay the the the, 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 the scenes. There's no ways. Yeah, I mean, talk about game design and what you do. I mean, that game design of that game to get you involved and get you thinking about and that whole process. It was a gameplay of getting your getting your crew together, and then it was like you care about making you care about them, and then putting you in situations where you had to make decisions. It was so smart. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um. So. You're now the game director of a game launching on a PlayStation platform. How does that feel? I can't imagine. I mean, I've been I've been very lucky to be part of playtesting games, but you've helped create a game. Like, how does that feel? I it doesn't feel real. <laughs> I still don't believe it. You just so, don't address it. You just pretend no. it's not happening. <laughs> uh, so that's what like, I mean. I get hyped when I come uh, with you know like people to talk to people like you and for you coming last week. Because it doesn't feel real till this, you know, for me, it's like, yeah, I've got to work. I played the game and enjoying it, loving doing this, love my team to bits and we do a lot of stuff together, but it doesn't feel real yet. So I know we are going to see streamers, look at comments, the day of release, we all, no, we're not going to work. <laughs> my boss is not looking um but we're not gonna worry we're just gonna see reviews we're gonna see like we all love to see how people react to our games and when people get scared when we love to see people get scared that's that's when we realize we've done something there's a lot of people on the team that are in denial that we're finishing the game that's like no 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 we still have a lot to go you know still another year or something like this not because the game is not ready it just doesn't feel through that we're finishing um, nice. And I, I feel honored as well to to be part of the lineup. Um, for me, like I remember when I when I saw Resident Evil, all the games that come in, I went like, "Oh my god, are we up there?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's scary. Uh yeah. you know, that's a lot of love. You know, a lot of love to feel, lot lot to get there, and, and, and you know, make sure that you 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 are there and you know you not let anyone down it's true that when you do games you kind of i mean i do believe in the game massively same the whole team but we stop being objectives objective towards the game because we see what's not there what's missing what we can do more you know it's very difficult for us to see it as something that you know people will get impressed like when when it kind of everyone watch your reaction videos and and I'm like, oh my god, people are actually enjoying this. Like, yes, yes, they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> it's not. I think we should push more for scary. Like, no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't need to make it more. It's fine. We can do more later. No. Fantastic, man. Fantastic. Well, thank you ever so much for being on the show. Um, 
is there any other subject you think we should talk about apart from everyone's just really excited to get their PS4? Because it is PSVR <laughs> two. Is it? Is it tomorrow? Isn't it? Is it Eve? Tomorrow's PSVR yeah, tomorrow's Eve. Eve. Yeah. yeah. And wow. it's the twenty second. It's exciting. Like I need to clear my schedule for the rest of the week. Like are we, yeah. we should just cancel Virtual Strangers Wednesday night. Like I, there's no way we're gonna want to be on you live. Are you actually gonna? Yeah, where is that? We, is a we good should just point. cancel. Like, I couldn't do anything. Well, cancel right now. Yeah, well, for the record, we go on the air at half past midnight, so we're gonna have a little <laughs> bit of time b- before we uh, go live. But uh, I mean, you know, if you feel that strongly about it, Eric, I can handle it on my own. So, oh. I might just, hardcore. I might just stream. I might just stream. I might just stream. Do, do you know, you know? Wes, on that day? When is this Wednesday? Isn't it twenty second? That's if right. you do do this show, I'd love to be part of it just to talk to you about it, if that's okay. Yeah, if you can get up early, uh, sure, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Five a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Five a.m. You got to get up. Book it, son. Book We're it, in. son. <laughs> I think there's gonna be a lot to talk about. It'll be yeah. Fun. I just, it's so much. There's so much for everyone to take in. You know, it took me hours, days actually, to review <laughs> it properly because there's that initial fucking hell this is brilliant and then you've got to go right hold on a minute calm yourself down start making notes start testing stuff start but um ever i think everyone's just going to be so happy right yeah i don't i don't know what i'm going to do because we're going to have that limited amount of time between the, when the thing gets here and when we go live later that night and i mean obviously they're they're the obvious ones there's horizon and, and there's village but there's other stuff too like uh, I, I want to play Res. I want to play Tetris. Yeah. I want to play Thumper. Uh, I want to play the Light Brigade some more. <laughs> like, so w- w- what do we go for first? I, I still really don't know what direction I'm going to go outside of, you know, Village, of course. I think I'm going yeah. GT7. I'm going to get into GT7. And remember, yeah, think- it might not come until nighttime. Like, it's not going to show up at your door at nine in the morning. No, it does. How dare you, Skiva? How dare you, Skiva? How dare you even say this? Remember the boring the facts. Hat, dude? <laughs> I'm going to be out there. I'll be out in my neighborhood looking for the UPS driver, dude. I'll be yeah. like, dude, I'm going for right real. back outside. If I see something brown drive by, right after the show. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I mean, I just can't wait. I mean, some of you have seen Horizon, though, haven't you? You've seen Horizon. Yep. Uh, yeah, all of, you, of it. Yeah. yeah, I think we've all played it. It'd be interesting. Oh, Alejandro Dude. hasn't played it. You see, he shook his head. No, no, I haven't. It's going to be. I've seen the videos, but I'm I'm very interested in playing it. I don't know. It, it's an excellent uh, production, is, is how mm. I would describe my experience with it so far. It's uh, very polished and uh, really is a new level in those terms. Yeah, I'm yeah, playing that solidified my excitement. <laughs> you know, just just I almost felt like you know, am I getting too hyped for this? And then I got into Horizon, and I was like, nope, not hyped enough. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yep. Hype Let's go. <laughs> I love that skater. I love that mindset of like, maybe I'm being a bit immature. I need to really like, like try and calm down a bit. And then you're like, no, nah, yep, squash that pretty quick. <laughs> I gotta tell you that like my my like some of my family and my wife have no idea. They're like, you're such an. <laughs> They're like, because I'm like super. I'm like a little kid right now. <laughs> hard when a new hardware and new software together i'm like i'm like incessantly talking about it and my wife and my wife's like what it's, people just don't get it i don't know so not everybody gets it and a lot well, of people, it's a re- sorry wes 
No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say a lot of people have in the in the time period of VR's life cycle. Some people have left it. They've come and like you said about uh, is it derail? You know, yeah, some, derail. Yeah. Would he have come back if PSVR two hadn't happened? I don't know. Like, I don't think so. I was looking at one of his messages because I was just wondering what he, his exact words he said. He said he hasn't been this excited for VR since Half Life Alex. It's fair enough in a way. I mean, a long time. Things when you experience something like Half Life Alex, there isn't many things that can <laughs> even hold a, a match to it or whatever. There's nothing really. Is well, how many high end games have we had since then? I mean, we've had a handful of them, but not many. And, you know, nothing since uh, Lone Echo 2. I mean, it, we've been flatlined in terms of, uh, of of high-end VR gaming. And I think that that's, you know, as amazing as the, the PSVR 2 hardware is, I think people are more excited about this idea that we're going to get back to where we were. And, and I know it's kind of a weird thing to say, but where we were a few few years ago in terms of the, the quality of the games that, that we're getting. So People are exhausted from the metaverse the past two yes. years is basically what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm not a fan of all that stuff. I like the idea of a metaverse, but I don't think it needs to be a metaverse, if that makes sense, you know? Like, VR chat's a metaverse for me in a way. Um, it doesn't need to be forced down people's throat. That's it. Right. It needs to grow naturally. It needs to be organic. And that's why VR chat and Neos does well, because it's all community run. It's all things that people want to do. It's not a giant corporation saying, this is what we want people to do in our metaverse. Yeah. yeah. We want to control it. It's yeah. not Speak even meta, it's not even meta though. Like it's the problem. The problem with the metaverse is there's so many companies out there that have nothing to do with the metaverse that latched onto it and put it out there like they knew what it was and had no idea, but put it in their taglines because it was popular, it was exciting. And it cheapened the whole idea of it and made it look like a, a tagline on something silly and stupid. So I mean it got so bad that like we were going to CES and we would see like stuff that said, said metaverse or show a headset. And we'd go over and say, what, what does this have to do with VR? Tell us, you know, we're in VR. Tell us why we're coming to look at your product. And like, Oh yeah, we, we make, we make like, yeah, like massage stuff for your face. I'm like, what? <laughs> like how, how is this anywhere to do with the metaverse? People don't care. It's such a cheap item. Well, uh, you know, I, for what it's worth, I, I believe in kind of the end goal. And I see Meta's vision and where they want to take it. I think the mistake was declaring it, you know, it's here now because it's not anywhere close to being here now. And uh, again, um, I think you're right. It kind of cheapens the notion when people get into these kind of half-baked attempts. And, you know, to the average consumer, they don't really have that forward sight to see where it's going. All they can see is what it is right now. And what it is right now is uh you know uh, uh basically one big beta test did you guys you know, see we... the oh i'm sorry go ahead Skiba. oh uh, that's right i i was gonna say that on friday we had talked about um the evolution of what's coming and you can't like it seems like a silly concept to me to imagine that the internet will stay a flat page with writing on it for the rest of time if, <laughs> if if you really think that text scrolling flat on a piece of on a page is is the end of the internet revolution and evolution i think you're insane right because because this isn't how we live our lives we there are books but right and 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 those won't go away and and text won't go away but 
but being able to um, bring yourself into these worlds, uh, get on Amazon and look at a product and feel like you're trying it on and, and, and go into a theater and feel like you're there and not just watching something on Netflix or, you know, like all of these things, this is, this is evolution. This is evolution of, of the internet. This isn't a thing where you where you go into a quest or you go into VR chat or you go wherever and and it's just a bunch of avatars running around talking. This is how this whole thing evolves, um, and it will get there whether people think it's a, a buzzword or not. You can't stop technology from evolving, and I don't know why you'd want to. So Word. long live the metaverse and the internet, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Did you guys see the Vermilion SteamVR overlay stuff that came out? I like did. Last week? I did. Yes, that was probably like the closest thing that like resembled like a metaverse like interoperability thing than I've seen in a while. And if you haven't True, seen it, right? chat, you got you got to see it. It's can, like, can you explain? It's it? just yeah, yeah. I'll explain it. Basically, um, so if you run any SteamVR game, it could be Half Life Alex, it could be VR Chat, it could be pretty much whatever. You can also do Vermilion, which is a painting app. You've probably seen it at least once before, and you can run it as a SteamVR overlay. So in any app, you can just press a button and it'll pull up the easel in the canvas. So you can literally paint in any single SteamVR game. So it like takes like fan art and like you know you can you can paint your friends in VR chat like those French girls or whatever from Titanic or whatever. It's really <laughs> compelling. Like honestly, it blew my mind uh, seeing trailers, but like actually doing it. It gives it's such a good demo of like what it's very inception, I imagine, isn't it? Like I guess. Must be weird. It it just works and, and what's so bizarre about all of this is like this has been like functionality that's kind of been like it could be done for years, <laughs> like mm. on the basis of Steam VR. And it just took uh the developer Vermilion just being like I really want to do this. And then like a bunch of people, developers are like, Hey, you might be able to do this if you do this and it sprung to life. Like there was no funding. There was no, it was just completely organic and, and out of love and like dreams. And that's, that's, that's the power of. It's a free update. VR. I'm assuming it's a free. Some, it's I'm a assuming. free update. Yeah. It's, it's a, yeah. it's a beta branch of Vermilion. So if you own that game, you can pretty much do it right now. So that's yeah. awesome. I've still nice. got my Bob Ross wig. So I might, uh, <laughs> you going to do it. <laughs> I might try it, man. I just remember Hell seeing yeah. someone painting in half-life Alex. And I was just like, so surreal, like the merging of two different realities almost is, uh, yeah, it's crazy. That particular idea is crazy. Somebody needs and to it, do a, por a portrait of the G-Man. Yeah. And it worked because, because the way SteamVR overlays works, if you're using like an Index or Vive Pro or whatever, you can still open up your pass-through view and have the easel in your real life room too. Again, this was all baked into Steam VR. It's just no one done it. Yeah. And it's just it's just crazy. Like all the resources that other companies spend to just get that functionality. And it's just like just hanging hidden in Steam VR. It blows my mind, honestly. I love that. I love that. Thank you to Paradise K for oh, yeah. the two pound donation. He's put Brad versus Boz. Brad wins because he has a dragon. Have you got a dragon? <laughs> you got a dragon? What is he talking about? Have you got a dragon? Here's a luck dragon. It's a long right? story. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Biggity <clears throat> Bam, thank you ever so much for the $10 donation. He's put thoughts of a possible, and I'm sure some of you remember, PlayStation Home comeback. Do you remember PlayStation Home, Alejandro? No. 
PS3, I think, right? I th- it was, yeah, I think it was PS3. I'm gonna guess it was PS3. It was PS3. It was pretty cool, man. Yeah. It was ahead of its time. I liked it. Yeah, it was. It was like a little. Um, it was like almost like a Second Life looking thing where you ran around as your PlayStation avatar and you hung out with people and you chatted and you could go to like theaters and people's houses and hang out and decorate your pad and like. It was really cool. And, and, you know, as soon as PSVR came out, I think everyone was like, this, this yeah. is where PlayStation home needs to be. Yeah. And VR. Oh, I remember. So, oh yeah. yeah okay. It was I a third person. Like, yeah, they had like a bowling alley. You could go in Shops. and you could actually bowl. You had, you had like a ball. You could go in and you could <laughs> oh, buy clothes yeah. and buy yeah. stuff for your, your place. That was I mean, not it the was time. pretty cool. That was not the time there was like, there was a, we as well did something similar. yeah meverse meverse the right there you go. right and oh yeah. yeah wow i forgot all about that yeah oh that's cool and actually there was a version 3ds where you could go on adventures and stuff like that as well i love the 3ds dude oh, that's my it's <laughs> still my favorite handheld of all time yes I, the, the technology 100%. in that so good. is so amazing and it's got the an actual the only remake of ocarina of time available and it's really good um big, big fan of zelda so yeah man you look forward to breath of the wild too oh my god yes Ooh. i got a tattoo i got a tattoo of brother two tattoos of the breath of the wild so <laughs> yeah i take you can't show them they're not on your butt are they no 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 i'm not gonna show them because i'm my leg but nice. you know, uh, yeah i kind of wait for that oh you look so good oh. Brad, right. you, Brad, you, you've Brad. completely lost control of your hair now, Brad. <laughs> what the hell's going on? It's uh, out of control, Brad. So uh, I don't do this all the time, so people now know why I yeah, do right. this. Did you get a headband as well? There you yeah. go. Get like a big, like, yeah. you know, 80s head. White Where's headband. the ears? Where's the ears? I'll, I'll tell you about to say, I need to find my cat ears headband. I got it somewhere. Uh, I think it's Key Shink. Shinka, uh, thank you for the five dollar dona- uh, donation. He says, "Can you guys talk about why increasing FOV is so hard? Why can a Chinese company like Pimax do it, but not the big boys?" So I'm a bit, a bit confused by that comment because Valve Index has got uh, excellent FOV. I think it's like hundred. Is it one twenty or one forty or something? What is one forty, one thirty. Yeah, and um, mm. PSVR two is one hundred and ten, and it's a noticeable. FOV, and when I say that is because you go from different headsets, um, Pico, Pico Four, Quest Two. Everyone sort of argues like, "What is it? Is it a hundred? Is it ninety-five? I would actually say for the last four years, at least in my experience, they're all very similar. You know, it's it's not really anything I would go, "Yeah, that's really good." On the PSVR Two, it's noticeable. Um, I, I'll say, for example, it's quite interesting because. When you see the game on a screen, a flat screen, it doesn't show how much you can see. It's very difficult to show you actually what what you get to see inside. Yeah. I've noticed that a lot of FOV too, and Brad can probably speak to this more <coughs> than me, but with FOV, sometimes it's not about just the normal. It's You have to look at like the diagonal FOV and the vertical FOV that can change things a little bit and make it a little bit more than what you think it might be. Because uh, I've noticed in some headsets, it seems better to me when the FOV actually is maybe listed as the same as something else. So I'm going to say there's two major factors here. And Brad, obviously, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the two things are compute power and lenses, right? Because to to render 
what you see in a headset is at 90 frames or above takes a lot of compute power, right? And to be able to expand that to 200 degrees or above, you have to be able to render all of that out. You then have to be able to take lenses and bend that light around your peripheral vision without creating an incredible amount of God rays and glare, right? So this is really, really tough. Where we're gonna see this progression happen, I think is because of companies moving forward with things like dynamic foveated rendering with eye tracking, because at that point, it's not going to matter too much what the peripheral looks like. You don't have to render that and use all that compute power. You're only going to need to render what's directly in the front of your vision. That doesn't solve the problem with the lenses though. And we're moving to pancake lenses to make headsets smaller and thinner. Um, so, you know, all of these things with the lenses and the compute power, uh, offer an incredible amount of challenge with, with foveated rendering. And if you've ever used a Pimax, or I'm sorry, with with um, just the field of view, if you've ever used a Pimax uh, 8KX, let's say, and you put it on 200 degree field of view, it takes a NASA supercomputer to run that <laughs> at like 90 frames a second. Like it is, I have a 3090, I have a beast of a machine and I cannot maintain a good frame rate at 200 degree field of view, we just don't have the, the, the processing power, um, but eye rendering, you know, dynamic foveated rendering with eye tracking, I think is where we're gonna start to see progress in this field. And that is why I love this podcast, because of <laughs> all those words that he just said. <laughs> <laughs> Would you reckon, Brad, what about the progression of it? Why has it taken so long? to actually start seeing headsets getting that wider FOV. Because when people used to ask me what I wanted out of a, a next generation VR headset, FOV was always up there for me because once I experienced the index, which would have been in, I think, 2019, it was a, it was a, it was like an early build of um, After the Fall. It was the first time, we, and I was just like, wow, that has impressed me more than resolution um you know frame rate and fov seem to be my top so yeah what, what is why is it taking so long is that the reason in what you're saying now because compute power is this is it's just not there i yeah i do i mean keep yeah compute power is one of it but i think it's just a general like target for large companies is they want headsets to get thinner and smaller and you know lenses yeah they have to be they have to be tailored to make there's so many aberrations that you can introduce when you make it a larger FOV, especially because Pimax does it like the easy way. They put in huge lenses, uh, lenses, but also huge displays, like ridiculously huge displays. And that's why they have this super mm -hmm. wide, stupid looking headset. Um, <laughs> Meta doesn't want to do that, right? Like they don't, they don't want to release something like that. That would, that would be a joke. Can you imagine their investors if, <laughs> if they release a headset <laughs> like that? They would be, they would be tearing down the HQ. It'd be crazy. So yeah, they're just trying to find the balance of like, how can we, people are wondering, can Pancake get bigger FOVs? Yeah. Uh, but the problem is the larger you make a Pancake lens, the more expensive it gets. And there's a lot of also aberrations that you might introduce because like people don't realize the Quest Pro has really, I said this in my review, is, is really good lenses. Like um, Pancake lenses, they usually have like a huge problem with something called ghosting where you see like reflections and stuff. And they had to, they had to solve that. It took many years for all these companies like pancake is not a new technology like the pancake lenses have been using cameras for like decades but bringing it to um vr 
mass producing it, making it affordable without all these aberrations has been a huge step. So now that they have to figure out, you know, they, they, they got it nailed down for a notably large display still. Like the Quest Pro display is, is 2.5 inches diagonal, which is still smaller than like the Valve Index and stuff, but that's that's still pretty large for Pancake. Like the B big screen beyond has a one inch diagonal display. So it's wow. tiny. It's, it's freaking tiny. <laughs> um, and you you know, they have, a, they have a whole added layer for the Pancake to increase the FOB to what it is. So there's so many little pieces together to get what everyone wants. And the companies that want to release something, they're prioritizing just getting a a, a good image around 100 FOB. That, that's that's their target right now because it's the most doable, the, the most like bang for your buck. The, what? Yeah. Yeah. Long, long, long I still story. I still think the Quest Pro is has got such amazing clarity. Like, yeah. oh, when I go in there, dude, like I'll never forget seeing Red Matter on Quest Pro. I just I kept thinking, am I using like Airlink or am I using? <laughs> a cable i mean this is this is insanely sharp it was um beautiful but i'm glad we oh i wanted to talk about this because so i, I, <laughs> I keep seeing this question everywhere i love it when so it's exciting. people are like psvr2 is like not going with pancake well do you know like one of the biggest features of psvr2 is like they're advertising hdr well hdr requires two things one it requires like a high uh, uh co color bit range like 10 bit color for example which seems to be what I believe PSVR2 is using, but also high brightness. And that is very important. So they opted to have very bright displays with Fresnel lenses, which are pretty much like almost 100, 90 to 100% uh, of that light is going to get through those lenses. If they were going to use Pancake, only about like 10 to 30% of that light would get through. So you wouldn't even be able to do like H HDR uh, colors and, and, and brightness with a Pancake lens. So there's trade-offs for everything. And, and depending on your use case, you know, Meta's prioritizing productivity early on. They want the clarity. They want people to look at text. But for Sony, they don't need that right now. They're trying to make something affordable and they're trying to make something immersive for gaming, which yeah. makes sense why they're focusing the HDR with for now. So makes sense what they're why all these companies are doing different things, you know. This is why I don't reply on Twitter, though, because people are go, why don't they just use pancake lenses? And I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I if, I, if I'm not 100% <laughs> sure, I'm pretty yeah. sure you don't know either because <laughs> you're, you're asking the question. Dark Angel, <laughs> thank you for the uh, $6.50. Thank you. Thanks to all the crew. Ah, oh, thank you. It's just a nice. Thanks to all the crew for being passionate and sharing many aspects of VR to the gamers. Ah, oh, thanks. And thank oh, you yeah. to all of you as well. Um, that's why it's just called the VR Crewcast and not the, the Quest PC PS crewcast. <laughs> it's just VR. Um Yeah, it's just really interesting when there's I don't think there's many people who know what they're talking about when they say these these strange comments, you know. Um I I do you know I still haven't watched the bloody teardown of the PSVR two. And uh I heard That's pretty it, cool. I know, I really want to watch it. I really want to watch it. And I saw the only I was sort of like, Yeah, it looks pretty cool. And then Brad was like this is one of the best things I've ever seen. Blah, blah, blah. And I was just he like, was geeking over. He would love it. And, and the controllers too. Like you got into like the controller breakdown too, right? I haven't seen I, it. I, no, Brad, I, I mean, to change my pants. Yeah. It was, it was good. <laughs> Very good. Very good. His ears went. <laughs> like that. I was honestly shocked. Like I, I, this was the only moment for PSVR two that made my heart. Like I felt my heart palpitate a little bit. So, yeah. I love that. I love it. I love it. Do you know what? I was speaking to Mike um, 
the other day about VR and tech and stuff. And I said, there's always, being a content creator and stuff, there's a worry about being a niche. Um, you know, a, a number of times through my journey, people have been like, dude, VR gaming, it's not going to go anywhere. You know, you're not, you're not going to blow up, blah, blah, blah. And I've seen a couple of people leave and they've been right. You know, they've gone from 28,000 subscribers where I'm above them and they've ne nearly hit 500 now because they're not doing VR stuff. But if you're into tech, I can't think of many other platforms at the moment. One that's enjoyable and two that has so many new things happening, like so many new VR headsets. I mean, there's people who throw shade on, not shade. I understand people saying, like, for example, I'm going to use Skiver as an example with uh, Big Screen Beyond. I share his opinion of that headset. For me personally, I am like, I've got no need for that. It's just completely not viable um, for quite a few reasons. But if I was Brad and Mike, I'd be like, <laughs> like, let's get on this thing. Do you know what I mean? You got the, you got uh, uh, HTC back. You know, with their XR Elite. Just so much stuff is happening. And then you've got Apple, maybe eventually. Is Apple going to happen, Brad? Is it going to happen? Yeah, I do think it's going to happen, actually. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Like, all my supply chain friends are like, this thing's happening this year. Like, there's there's no way it's not. All the orders are made. But I, I want to continue what you're talking about, like, real quick. The one thing that really excites me about X, uh, VR hardware, other than the fact that, like, there's constantly something releasing, is, like, so people who are tech reviewers usually like review these things every year. Yeah. And like, it's the same technology we've always had. It's a display, a better camera, a better chip. And that's pretty much it, right? With XR, you have like freaking optics technology. You have chip technology. You have displays that are turning into chip technology that's not seen for any other medium. You have a uh, camera technology. You have everything is new. Like everything has to be recreated from the ground up just to make a like perfect XR headset. And it's like, you're constantly learning something new compared to this is like, oh, it's going to be like 20% faster next year. It's going to have a little bit more megapixels next year. Like it's, it's such a, if you're really like a tech nerd, VR really is like the coolest hardware to like obsess over, I think. So yeah. Great. Update guys, my second PlayStation just just shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at my yes. email and I'm like, holy crap now, but they haven't charged me yet. So I don't know. Maybe I'm well, gonna get one PlayStation. Man, now it went from one, none, none to one to two. Crack the wheel of D. Oh, crazy. I wonder if it does say mine's on the move now, though, Wes. <laughs> it is not just sitting there anymore. It does show mine on the move. My first, the one I ordered Saturday is on the move. As of about 15 minutes ago, mine's still sitting still where it's been for, for days now. So I want to check it again just because. I have keep, no shipping thing yet. Keep in mind, these things are going to ship and during different days depending on how close you are to the distribution center right they have right. to time this so it doesn't show up early right right so exactly don't, well here's yeah. the thing no. roots so these are coming from california uh assuming that they're all coming from the same place of course they might they might have different centers but uh mine's coming from canada oh wow uh, it's it's ontario california should look at it again oh Okay, never mind. <laughs> Georgia. Find distributions um, in Georgia. Oh, is it really in Georgia? Okay. So maybe mine's coming from Georgia, and maybe that's why it hasn't 
started yet but uh yeah the 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 uh, uh but my point was is that i'm further away from california than roots is and his is on the way and mine's not so oh man it that, is california you're right oh Dar, thank you ever so much for the five dollar mm -hmm. donation he's asked can psvr2 eye tracking and dynamic foveated rendering eye tracking foveated render images of higher quality than the corresponding pancake version of a game great show you might have to read that one to me someone because i think i got a bit confused there i think no because the point of foveated rendering is not to super sample where you're looking it's usually to uh subsample everything outside of your region so it's not like making things more clear if that makes sense no it, other it, things less clear yeah so the idea is everything's focused on a particular point where it matters so yeah yeah why is it doing this so i have actually got an email <laughs> see i have got an email it says it's going to arrive between the 22nd and the 28th that's awful. I know I've got one. It's crazy, but I'm still so mm -hmm. hyped to get my own one. Um, to do that, I, I completely wrecked the box. I know, right? You're going to have to be more careful. This time. Oh, it's so bad, man. Honestly, uh... it is, I'll show you. It's really fucked. Like, it's in pieces. <laughs> oh, my God, like... you did. <laughs> It looks like my PSVR one box. <laughs> my PSVR oh my one God. box is in perfect condition. No respect. No respect. Oh, I didn't mean it. Like, <laughs> funny enough, I tried to open it really carefully. I'm really actually. If you ask my wife, I'm terrible at anything that. Not no. Let's get this right. Everything. <laughs> I'm not very good at gentle stuff. Like, I'm, everyone always goes, "Oh, bull in the china shop." Do you know what I mean? So. Um, <laughs> That's the, that's like literally been the thing that people said to me all my life is that. So yeah, when it comes to opening stuff, <laughs> I'm a nightmare, dude. I'm a nightmare. Yeah, Ian Higton. Yeah, he did. He dropped his all over the uh, all over yep. the desk. That was so funny. It seems like quite a few people did, man, opening that thing up. They didn't know how to open it, or they knew there was a second box inside of the box, or whatever. Yeah, and then PlayStation just do like a fucking magical version where they've got it, and then <laughs> poof, it's in two pieces. And I was like, no, it's not like that. It opens upside down. I don't know. It opens the right way, but you <coughs> sort of have to turn it to think you're going to get it out. And it won't come out. And then <laughs> it all falls out. Uh, Quay again, he's, uh, thank you for the uh, $5 donation. Can you talk more about how dynamic rendering, dynamic render FOV increases FOV? I've not heard of that. It was upsetting gen after gen. It's the same FOV. It's clearly important for immersion. FOV is a... Anyone else want to elaborate on that? The dynamic foveated rendering doesn't change field of view. No. What it does is, is it will eventually make it so you could have a lot bigger of a display with less rendered on the sides and full resolution and still be able to keep up a decent frame rate, right? Because when you have an entire 200 degree field of view display going at like 4k at 90 yeah. or 120 frames a second like you need like a 60 90 which doesn't even exist right <laughs> so like <laughs> a 60 90 so, i'm just kidding i'm just like right? but like you need you need a lot you need a lot of beef behind that thing so you you know we're gonna see the fact that like like you can have bigger 
field of view and just not have to really render out the part that you're not looking at. So you'll be able to have a larger field of view without absolutely just destroying your system. You know, um, it's tough. Like Brad was saying, you know, Pimax has these massive headsets with these massive displays. This isn't what a lot of people want. We don't want these giant, like front heavy things, you know, on our face. We want to be able to be in VR for, for quite some time without yeah. having to pull it off every 45 minutes, you know? So we're going to get there. It's just taking a little bit of time. This is all really complicated tech and uh, all of the pieces have to catch up with each other um, in harmony for all of this to happen, but eventually oh. it will. And then maybe you won't know what reality is anymore. So. <laughs> Mr. Lord, Be have you seen that Brad from Mr. Lord Beavis? Uh, about Meta yeah, just made a deal to bring the question that's, that's, to China. They they were up uh, to that's, something. Yeah. That's Brad's that's Brad's story, isn't it, Brad? Is that real? <laughs> that I re-reported something from Chinese media. Apparently they're going yeah, apparently they're Tencent wants to partner with Meta to bring Quest 2 to China. Uh yeah. Well, they'll, they'll, rip, they'll basically rip oh, Pico. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, Ten Tencent wow. has been over the last year and a half, um, you know, working on building, bringing their own headset to the market, mm. and they have recently kind of gone away from that. So I think this is their pivot, right? Wouldn't it be? Isn't it kind of crazy that a Quest Two might make it to China market before a Pico Four makes it to North America <laughs> yeah. market? I know, right? Oh my god, <laughs> wild. wild! I feel so bad for Pico because that Pico Four is a really good headset. It's great. I like mine a lot. I, just, I really do. I just can never bring myself to be bothered to use it because it's it's well, just. I'll, I'll tell you one thing: uh, the the sequel to Jupiter God is going to launch exclusively. A timed exclusive for uh, Pico devices. Mm -hmm. They just announced that last week. That's interesting. That's mm -hmm. a good game. That was super fun. Indeed. Uh, Brendan VR says, who all got their real optics pre-orders in? I, I did. I got mine in. I will tell you, real optics is my favorite prescription lens uh, adapter for VR headsets. Um, for me, uh, I used to cram my glasses into headsets. I even used to buy specific types of glasses. I would, when I would go to the, optician or whatever i would bring a headset with me to see if i could get the glasses into a <laughs> no headset way. right awesome. before i purchased them the yeah because like i can't like i can't i can't i my life is vr right i can't not oh, see I know. I <laughs> so so put me so real optics makes incredible uh vr glasses pretty much they clip inside around the lenses i'm not sure how these guys are going to make it so you're they're not blocking the the eye tracking in this, but I'm stoked, right? So I will tell you that if you've used glasses in a VR headset before, you will get such a big clarity difference when you put prescription lenses into your headset because the FOV of your glass, I mean, the the um, sweet spot of your glasses will match the sweet spot of the headset and you will all of a sudden have this picture you didn't even know was even possible in your wow. headset. Like it just makes such a huge difference. And if you get blue light protection on there, you can then wear your headset for way longer than you ever thought with a lot less eye strain uh, because you're not getting blue light jammed directly in your into your eyeballs the entire time. So I would highly recommend Real Optics for anyone uh, that has glasses that uses VR. That's, uh, that's realoptics.com uh, promo code SCIBA. I'm just it is not promo code. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I should get a promo code. I love I love them, man. I've tried I've tried like four or five different prescription lens companies, 
And for me, real optics is amazing. They're all magnetic, right? You pass your headset to someone else, just pop them out. There's no like snapping anything. They yeah. literally just magnets. Just pull them out. They're labeled on the little tabs. So you know right when you pop them back in, click, click, done. You don't have to line anything up. You don't have to click anything in. They are awesome. It sounds so really go get good, some. man. Uh, <laughs> thank you to the Triangulator um, for the $10 donation. Thanks so much, Alejandro, for the insight and to the VR Crewcast host for an awesome show. Possible, Possibly have Alejandro come back a bit after launch to catch up. Uh, and he's put early congrats on the upcoming launch. More than happy. More than yeah, man. Oh, I, yeah. It's not that far. I can't believe... Well, this time next week, everyone here will have a PSVR 2. Um, yeah. Hopefully uh, this time uh, two days from now. Most of us will have it. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. Virtual Steve, he's but how bad is the grip button coming from the Quest 2? I wouldn't I don't it's not bad, it's just different. Um so like the longer I've been using the PS2, the less of an issue it is. You know, because as I said, it's very close, um, very small. So I tried to explain it the other day that when I order a touch controller, um I'm not I, I don't feel like I'm gripping something without gripping something i'm holding the controller but my fingers are away from the grip button and then when i pick something up i i know i'm going to grip it as with those controllers the button is so small or so mm -hmm. close to the i kind of i'm already pre-gripping because it's so small it, i don't it's hard to i'm really excited for everyone else to check it out but it doesn't cause me any problems um i'm, I'm completely used to it it was only literally the first day or so that I kept dropping stuff randomly. I'm walking along and I'm like, oh, fuck, fuck's sake. Keep, keep, it, it feels it feels like less of a button press and more of just kind of squeezing the, the, yeah. the grip, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly um, how it would be. Um, but yeah, guys, I think it's time to call it a day. Thank you ever so much for joining us. Thank you to the star of the show, Alejandro. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. So, always, and hopefully you get to play the game soon. And oh yeah again. yeah we'll try and get the uh vr crew cast some early access access if possible that'd be awesome um and yeah thank you to you guys for being here again and making the show awesome thank you for having me as always it was a blast hell yeah i love it man I, alejandro made my he made my day today man he made my this day was, this was absolutely great love talking to you alejandro and i cannot wait to play this game we play everything and we are all beyond stoked for switchback hell yeah that's awesome thank you that is so good and thank you to everyone in the chat um you've been absolutely uh lovely thank you ever so much for all the support we will all see you next week take care guys thank you bye